Okay, so I think all of our technical difficulties are over with. Hopefully. Uh, oh, dear God. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, crazy. I'm about ready for a shot after that. Oh, my God, me too. Okay, so you guys have no idea what just happened, but we have just been through a nightmare. First, the laptop decides it doesn't it want to be It wants to automatically restart. Yeah. Because it's retarded. Yeah. And, okay, I shouldn't use that ret- that term. Yeah. But, but. yes. <laughs> it was being ridiculous. Uh, so it just, it decided to restart itself. And then, because it had updates to install. And then those updates didn't even install. And it took, what, an hour for it to reboot? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a nightmare. And so we decide, like civil human beings, we're going to go use the desktop. Apparently, Windows 7 has this problem with Audacity where it likes to drop the recording noise to whatever it thinks is the ideal noise, which is nothing. Yes. So you couldn't even hear us talking. Oh, my God. So So then we find out the laptop's working, and then the speakers stop working. (sighs) Yes. So now, now, now it looks like everything's going. So we... We are hoping that this episode actually comes out. <laughs> For reals. Uh, if we have any problems, we'll just tune in our little uh, technical difficulties music for you guys. So for the entire episode. But yeah, just the, whole episode. Yes, the entire episode. I I I do have a location to get that te- technical difficulties music for ten hours. <laughs> you, um, you know, if if we need it. So, uh, welcome back, Volume 3 Cosplay, for what may have possibly been, like, the most technically frustrating situation we have ever been in in our lives. Stefan's probably laughing at us right now. Absolutely, he's laughing at us. Because he's probably gone through all of this and more. Oh, we know he's laughing at us. (laughs) So, uh, hope you enjoyed that wild ride with us, Casey. I've been through something similar when me and a friend did uh, this one podcast where turns out it stops recording if the screen like goes uh-huh. into save mode. The funny thing... And I didn't know that, and so half the drive, it was just silence. The funny thing is of I think course. we had possibly some of our best jokes on the last recording. That, that was we the were on worst a part. Yeah, like we, we were having a good time and we were laughing and Audacity's like, we can't have them having fun. How what? dare they? We were way off topic though. Yeah, we can't even make, uh, yeah, consider- we can't even repeat We're not jokes. even on topic now. <laughs> we can't even repeat these jokes because you know what? We can't repeat it without it sounding completely artificial. I've, yeah. I've already forgotten these jokes anyways. Yeah, well Something I remember the them, but it's stupid. Oh yes, Casey in the streets. Yeah. It's whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Vol- volume three in the streets, volume, volume four in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe I should just upgrade my uh, cosplay name with each new Ruby volume. <laughs> <laughs> so. For those the world now knows, I'm gonna try to get this back on topic before I destroy before we go everything. Off <laughs> So, uh, this last weekend was probably one of the biggest movie premieres to happen in a while. Uh, oh, did that My Little Pony movie finally drop? No. Darn. You'll have to wait till that. That's that's going to be much bigger. But uh, we've got Avengers Infinity War just came out last weekend, a week early, which was pretty cool. Sweet. 
All thanks to Robert Robert Downey Downey Jr. Jr. Yep. (laughs) Oh, wait, what? Yeah, he tweeted that he wanted it to come out a week early, and... Marvel did. And Marvel just said, well, okay, it's... How it's, much power it's... does he have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, he's Iron Man, so... Yeah, but, I mean, shit. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, also, tomorrow is going to be Free Comic Book Day. And woot, woot. for those of you who are wondering, no, we are not going to be spoiling anything from Avengers. Uh, we know it's only been out for a week, and... Uh, two of the three of us have seen it, so we're not going to spoil it here on this podcast. I'm the loser who hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's willing to admit it. Yeah, like Tyler and I ever do anything without each other. Let's be honest. It's true. <laughs> I did something once. You ate ribs without me. Uh, th- my mommy gave me ribs. So, our topic for this week, if you haven't already figured it out, we're doing superheroes! Whoa! about Robert Downey Jr. specifically? Well, it, until he gets his own anime, we won't. Well, there is that Iron Man it's anime, true, I was but I don't think yeah. he's voicing Iron he's Man. He's not in it, yeah. So, Robert Downey Jr., we need an anime about your life, and we will absolutely cover... That would be my favorite anime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Robert Downey Jr. has kind of a messed up life. Have you looked at yeah. his history? That's why it would make a fantastic anime. Alright, I'll give you that. Yeah, like, he's... He's, he's got some drama. So, and they could tone it down too, so n- nothing like really serious about his life gets revealed. But just the stuff the public already knows about. I just, I just want the scene where he's at the McDonald's drive-through, and that's when he realizes he needs to change. Just an existential crisis you there mean, at you, the McDonald's you mean, drive-through. You mean the Whack Donald's <laughs> drive-through? Yeah, the Whack. This is an <laughs> anime. <laughs> Funny thing, a bit off topic, but uh, somebody pointed out the fact that the uh, first anime that they've ever personally seen that did not have the name of a product changed, but actually included the real name of the real product was actually the Persona 5 animation, where the phones actually have the Sony logo on it. Ooh. And they were called Sony. They're not called Sunny or... Uh, or Sony. Sony or... Sony. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're actually called Sony. <laughs> Interesting. It's because it's a PlayStation game, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they don't need to pay Sony for that. They're doing Sony a favor by making the anime, I guess. Can you imagine if they had to pay Sony for that? It's like passing cash around a table. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> Until, you know, you aren't left with the money. Uh, no, excuse you. I'm going to take that money and run. Take the money and run. It's like, all right, now pass it to Jim. Just book it. <laughs> Who's Jim? He doesn't deserve any of our money. Right? He's always an executive J- meeting. Joke's on you. We don't have any money. Yeah, but has Jim actually ever contributed anything to the company? Uh, he had an okay idea once. Okay. Just just once. And it was only okay. Every other idea was crap. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Get your shit together, Jim. <laughs> so, superheroes. Uh, Jim Jim is that guy in the boardroom that his ideas are so bad, they make everyone else feel better. That's, <laughs> that's why they keep him around. So, superheroes and anime. So, anime actually has a pretty interesting history with superheroes. I don't know how much you guys know this or how much you dig into things like I do, but uh, superheroes, obviously, you know, with the big influence of big superhero movies happening here in the West that's obviously affected what's going on everywhere on the planet. Naturally. I mean, Marvel now owns the world, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they're part of Disney. Well, they, they're yeah. owned by Disney, so Disney owns the world. Yeah, I mean, Disney, they do their thing, so that's it's pretty understandable. But I think also it's just shown that there is an audience that is genuinely interested in this stuff, and anime's really try to tap into that. But before this big major phenomenon happened about ten years ago, uh, anime was already playing with the superhero genre a bit, but it was very, very different. It was closer to Sentai. Yeah, like... Astro Boy. Well, I mean, I'm not even. Well, not I mean, not yeah. just Astro Boy. Like Astro Boy was a part of it. I'm. That's just the only one I could think of. But yeah, again, yeah. it was it was more like they they touched on, you know, Candace said Sentai, you know, Power Rangers. I'm not even talking about like specifically Sentai series. I'm uh, talking but about just, series just where series. characters were listed as superheroes or like masked crusaders. But because they weren't as familiar with, like, the standard comic book superheroes, they really had to take more influence off media that they were more familiar with, which was Sentai. Makes sense. Yeah, so there was one series that was about a city of vigilante heroes that basically just got paid to do jobs. Just the entire city. Yeah, because they all had superpowers and kind of like My Hero Academia, but like 10 years ahead of its time or probably longer i think it came out in the 80s but uh, oh shit son that's older than us yeah like this series was all about just superheroes just getting paid to do jobs but the villains were actually the more appealing characters because villains (laughs) were acting off of pure passion where heroes were acting off of how much money they make so yeah my hero academia didn't do it first i wish i knew the name of this anime though passion doesn't put food on the table yeah, but... Well, sometimes it does. Food puts food <laughs> on the table. But then Okay, have look... you ever had food come and put food on the table? Like, a turkey just comes and puts another cooked turkey on the table on for you. On a really you. bad trip. I, d- <laughs> I demand that all my bacon be delivered by the children of the pig that was turned into the bacon. Oh, that's, that's dark. <laughs> This took a really dark turn. I'm sorry for everyone who's listening. Sit there and watch me eat your mother. (laughs) Well, well, that just makes me think of that old... uh, It was like uh, the Three Little Pigs cartoon. And you you see the three pigs like playing the piano before the wolf comes. And you see in the background on, on, you know, it's a framed picture. And it says it's, it's labeled Father... And it's just like Link a sausages. chain of sausages. <laughs> what cartoon did you watch as a kid? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, Warner Brothers. That's gruesome. Right? <laughs> little little things like that. That's Good like times. a horse having like a bottle of glue labeled dad in their house. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now we need to start a glue company called Mom and Pop's Glue. <laughs> But yeah, so then we look at superhero... I love how I get back on subject. Uh, We look at superhero anime of today, and I feel like they kept a lot of that same influence from their early days, where the idea is that superheroes are a business, which is extremely Eastern. And Japan basically has this whole system where you basically are preparing to face the real world. Cool. See now, now about that, like the the way I see my hero doing it is, like the heroes are they're able to go and do what they view as good. You know, they they do their 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 heroic deeds, 
and then the government basically gives them stipends depending on how much and you know what they do but that also doesn't stop them from signing a label with say nike so like the heroes even even like the heroic deeds they do it's very very government regulated like uh basically we even see this very early in my hero aka with the tournament arc where basically they're told that the whole purpose of the sports festival is just to get uh sponsors and cited and to basically be brought into a company through internships. You just want to get noticed. And that's basically the whole philosophy of the world of My Hero Academia. Your quirks aren't there to be a masked vigilante. Your quirks are there to be useful to the community. And you do that by signing deals with other companies, by being recognized by people who are higher up on the chain than you. And even high school is set strictly to prepare you for that. Yeah, Gotta make me the money somehow. Exactly. Honestly, like, even in America, that type of thing would be more realistic, I think, in reality. Mm-hmm. If, like, the majority of the people had superpowers, the government would and that's, obviously try to regulate it. Well, and that's something that I really like about, or something I really wanted to touch on with the difference between Western ideas of superheroes versus Eastern ideas of superheroes. Because here in the West, <laughs> it's very, very much a fantasy idea. Like, this idea that you could just drop all of your obligations, drop everything in your life to become a masked vigilante. To be the person who's a normal teenager by day and Spider-Man by night. Mm, you know? Spooderman. And I think that's the reason why characters like Batman and Iron Man are so popular because neither of them really have that much real-world obligation. They're... They have people to deal with that shit. Their entire yeah. lives are dedicated to being Batman and Iron yeah. Man. Their, their superpower is throwing money at a problem and hoping it goes away. Basically, like, I mean, we get a little bit in the MCU where Tony's trying to balance, like, his relationship with Potts and his superhero life, but even that just feels like it's such an obscure concept for a lot of people that it's not super relatable. Like we're not sitting there like, Oh, I'm too, I'm too rich and powerful to hold a relationship. Like none of us have had that issue. Can you imagine if Batman just kind of went up to the joke and be like, Oh look, man, here's like $4 million. Can you just move to another city? But that's the thing (laughs) is that Iron Man and Batman have problems. They have to deal with actual genuine issues, but Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne don't. Their issues are not relatable. They're not something that we can consider tangible. So their entire concept is very, very much complete fantasy. It's this idea that, could you imagine if you didn't have to deal with real adult situations? Yeah. And the only problems you had to deal with were fighting bad guys, or trying to be noble, or trying to deal with moral situations? Here's the superhero movie I want. Half the movie is them fighting crime. The other half is them trying to balance, like, a retail job or something. And that's where I find the appeal of anime in this subject. Because their superhero life is their job. They could get fired from this job. They have bosses. They have work. They have paychecks. They have an image to the companies that they work for. They have sponsors. And that's kind of the idea that these anime are trying to go for. 
And it's something that I think is a very unique take on this. A good example of this is Tiger and Bunny, where they do have their secret identities, so they do have their real-world problems. The main character has a daughter he's trying to take care of, and he has his own life, and he's struggling financially because he's not a very popular hero anymore. But, but, but yeah, they, they all do work for different companies. Yeah, you have the company, you know, you have the girl that works for Pepsi. She has to do Pepsi commercials it's, in order to this, make her this is This paycheck. is anime. She works for Bepis. Oh. <laughs> no, they actually, that's the great thing about Tiger and Bunny. Yeah, they it's, it's true. They actually use real labels. That's, that's the best thing. My personal favorite with Tiger and Bunny is, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's like the, the ninja hero. He's got, you know, the big old coot, like, you know, ninja star on yeah. his back. And he is literally just plastered with different companies' logos all over him. <laughs> like, like they all have, you know, their logos on them somewhere, but he is completely plastered from head to toe, and he doesn't really do any hero work so much as he does just photo bombs everything. <laughs> if there's an interview, he's in the background, like, pointing off all of his different, like, logos. He's like, you know, a walking advertisement. Yeah, see, and that's a big thing, is, like, he's not really acting as a hero so much as he's just more concerned about how much money he's making from his paychecks. This is how I afford all my weep shit. Now, yeah, now like, I, I haven't finished Tiger and Bunny. I haven't same. either, and, but... And I have gotten to the point where... He does say, oh, well, I want to actually start being and a I'm hero. Not, I'm not saying so, he's a bad so, guy. So I'm hoping I'll, I'll get to see more of him actually being a hero. Yeah, so I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying that in this reality, because everything is sponsored and because everything revolves around real-world issues like how am I paying my rent this month, they are going to be focused on that. They are going to be trying to pitch themselves as sponsors for these companies because that's what's keeping them alive. It's very much like running, say, a podcast or a YouTube channel where, yes, you are going to that's, be... That's crap. YouTube doesn't exist. <laughs> where you're going to be trying to keep the integrity well, of what anymore. your channel is, but at the same time, you're also going to be recognizing who your sponsors are. And you're going to be recognizing who your audience is, and ultimately, sometimes your channel's going to change to appeal to those people. And it doesn't make them bad channels, and it doesn't make them bad people. It just means that there is this reality where... just changed. Yeah, if your videos aren't being monetized, you're not paying your bills, and you're not going to be a successful cr content creator. No, It's a vicious cycle. Don't, don't you realize? Making money off of things you love makes you a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, not, that's what the internet would have you believe. Right? And I think that's another thing I like about this, is that you can question... Are these heroes sellouts because of what they're doing? And My Hero Academia goes into that as well. This idea that's like Stain's whole thing was that people forgot what it was that made them heroes in the first place. People are so focused about the company they work for and, you know, making sure they're getting paid and making sure that their own personal lives are being taken care of that they've forgotten what it was to be a hero in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what kind of bills Stain's, Stain has to pay. I also feel like, uh, going back Probably on the subject lives in a of... shack. I don't think he has bills. Lives in his mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> I also gotta wonder, like, uh, going back on the subject of Iron Man and Batman, where it seems like their personal lives really aren't that bad. You know, like, oh, boo-hoo, your girlfriend's pissed at you. Like, you know, they're not dealing with rent. They're not dealing with paying, keeping the electricity going. They're not worrying about that stuff. Can, can you imagine well, a I, movie of... 
you know, of Iron Man having to talk to his tax guy. Right? <laughs> like, so, like, that would be the worst movie ever. I have to question <laughs> All Might as a hero, because he's supposed to be the Superman, the Batman, the Iron Man, the all-American comic book hero of this series. And you'll notice we don't really get a lot into how he affords to stay alive. Yeah, and and that's... I was going to bring up this question, too, because every other hero, they have... They all work for a hero agency, Mm -hmm. but you never hear anything about what agency All Might works for. Yeah, and I'm sure... if he does. And I'm sure people are like, oh, I read the manga, and in the manga it actually explains... But I don't even think... I think the point of his character is that we're not supposed to know too much about his personal life. Because that's what makes him the big hero. All of the stuff he has to deal with, the drama in his life, is related to his personification of what a hero should be and not about him being human, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's what something that My Hero Aka does really well, and I think that's something that the Marvel and DC influence has had on the East, is strictly the character All Might. He is absolutely based off the Marvel and DC superhero. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like his moves or anything like... Detroit Smash. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a Utah headbutt. <laughs> That'd be great. But it'd be a Salt Lake groin kick. <laughs> New Mexico headlock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Idaho submission. California crunch. <laughs> Oh, we gotta stop coming up with stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> or we, we can keep, keep coming up with stupid names. <laughs> all right, names. you guys come up with all fifty. We'll end the episode with you guys listing them off. Oh shit! Okay, let, let me let me pull up that song of uh, Wacko singing all fifty states and their capitals. Because otherwise, I'm not. Suplex. <laughs> otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to remember all the capitals. <laughs> Rhode Island pinky fight. <laughs> That just sounds awful. <laughs> Main love tap. Is that like, you know, slap, slap slapping a uh, sportsman's ass, you know? Like, good job out there. You really hit the ball. Sure, let's go with that. All right. <laughs> so, I think that makes Deku kind of an interesting character, though, because he's supposed to be, like, inheriting all this stuff from All Might, but let's be honest, Deku does have kind of a deep-seated, like, family life. You know, his mom's single. We don't know anything about his dad. Yeah, the recent episode... No, that's, that's like, not true. Was... We we know that his dad had he could, he, a power. He could summon fire. He could breathe fire. Yes, he could breathe fire. That's all we know about his but dad. But we don't know about his dad's situation, is what I mean. Yeah. That is true. We don't know if he's dead. We don't know if he... Went for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> He's still coming back. <laughs> we don't know anything about Deku's dad. We don't even know, like, really how old his mom was when Deku was born. You can guess based on just kind of how she's aged, but we don't really know. Yeah, and in the recent episode, it was kind of interesting. When Deku was getting crushed and about to die, his only thoughts was apologizing to his mom. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really thinking about, like, All Might or anyone else. It was just his mom. Yeah. 
And so Deku does live in the same situation as these other heroes, you know, the needing to get money to support their family or needing to, you know, just make it big for a company or all that stuff. But he doesn't focus on those issues. Yeah, his his only real goal is becoming a hero. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because it's kind of a cross between very, very much this Eastern idea and the Western idea. Well, well, it makes me think that, well, in, you know, in uh, my hero culture, you know, the heroes are like, it's, for them, it's a, it's a job. Whereas with Deku, he, he didn't view it so much as a job. Like he idolized All Might because of All Might's heroic deeds. Yeah. So, so he sees being a hero as more of a, Hey, I'm I'm a hero. It's you know I don't think he sees it as being a job, a way to make um, money. He sees it to me. He sees it the same way that we here in the West see superheroes. He's that kid sitting at Avengers: Infinity War, thinking, "I want to be like Thor. I want to be like Captain America." Oh, we all want to be like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 that kid who sees superheroes as these idealized fantasies. Yeah. Um, Where everybody else in My Hero Akko, with the exception of All Might, grew up with this idea of they're they're being told by the adults, you need to grow up and learn how to use your quirk for something useful. Um, Ida, is that how you say his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he kind of has the same kind of idolization, though, but just with his brother, not like another superhero he saw on TV. That's another very Eastern thing, though, this idea... Of having to live up to your family expectations. For him, it's not so much about the money as it is he needs to get into a good company and prove that his family name is a good thing. So it's still a very, very Japanese concept. His brother is in a really good company. He's really well known. And you'll notice they all try to keep the same names as well with their superhero identities. Like, they use similar costumes. They use similar names. So Ida's whole arc, I think, is going to be very, very much a t- detaching himself from that. Mm-hmm. Learning how to be a hero without it being about his family. Without it being about living up to the expectations that society's putting on him because of his heritage. Speaking of names, though, I'm hoping Bakugo gets to keep his idea. What was his Lord idea? Lord Explosion Murder? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, no, you can't have that. Fine. King Explosion Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bakugo's an interesting character. Oh my, yes. He's a dick, but I love you, you him. Know, you know, there's, yeah, he's he's a dick, but there's just, there's something about him that I can't bring myself to hate him. You, you Bakugo, can feel like he, he's changing, but... I feel like Bakugo also represents another part of, like, this, you know, we have uh, Uraraka, who is, she's flat out confessed she's in it for the money. But not for selfish reasons. It's for her parents. Yeah, but yeah. still, it's, 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 it's still a it's job. It's still for money. Yeah. You have Ida, who is about the family honor. And uh, I think Fropi is very much in that boat as well. Because her, she is actually very unique, where her family all has the same quirk. Which is actually extremely rare. I think uh, Minetta just wants to get laid. Yeah, you know, Min- you know he just wants to get laid. <laughs> Mineta is in it for selfish reasons as well. He's the typical Japanese perv trope. Uh, and I think Bakugo also fits this trope that he's in it for fame. 
He's in it to... Be the best. Yep, to be recognized as better than anybody else. He wants to be the top hero. And... Well, well, yeah, I think you also see that in, um... I forget his name. The the mind control guy. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't want to be a hero for really selfish reasons. It seems like he wants to be a hero because most people think his quirk is more villain type. So he wants to go against that thought. And that goes into Todoroki as well, where he's he also wants to be the top hero, but he wants to prove that he could do it not because of his heritage. And it's not the same situation as Ida, where Ida, I feel like his character arc is going to be more about being a hero in spite of his heritage. I think uh, for Shota Todoroki, it's going to be more about, like... He had to embrace, one, he had to embrace that heritage, but two, he wanted to prove that he could do it even if he wasn't his father's son. Yeah. Was the idea. So, and all these, again, are very, very Eastern concepts. This idea of where you were born, what are you going to do when you're an adult, all of that stuff is very, very Eastern. It's not something you see a lot in Marvel or DC comics. DC is not going to touch on this idea of a superhero having a son through selective breeding, and then that son decides to stand up against his father because, and his father's still considered a hero after doing all this shit. You mean they're not gonna have, like, Martian Manhunter, you know, (laughs) be like, mmm, hot girl, I think we could make a beautiful baby. Well, Batman kind of did that a little bit. Yeah. With Talia al Ghul, one of the reasons the League of Shadows had her sleep with them is like, okay, we can have the son of Batman trained by these dudes let's do it yeah that's fair but and batman beyond also did that kind of as well because they cloned batman yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was more that's of a different. clone that was wasn't yeah but well no but because I mean, they because I, they found that he was bruce wayne's son Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it wasn't a straight clone. It was yeah. like... Well, a... they extracted his DNA. But the point is that Batman wasn't going through and picking a harem of women Yeah, it wasn't until... Batman himself doing and it. And basically rejecting all of his children until he found the perfect specimen to be the new Robin. Yeah. Let's see. Hate your hair. Not likely. Yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> and let me guess. guess. You have, have a, a great, great personality. personality. <laughs> 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 so, Didn't think we'd sneak it out in there, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much Disney in this episode. Uh, <laughs> well, it's hard when everything's owned by them. It's but true. I mean, like, if we wanted to argue the selective breeding situation, let's just talk about how many actors we had to cycle through for Spider-Man. Is the... Like selective breeding of Marvel. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure Britain does selective breeding for their actors because there's only like, <laughs> there's like five. Seven. There's only yeah. like seven actors, and they're all related somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, when uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who plays Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yep. I feel like when Tom Hiddleston was born, his parents were just like, well, his last name is Hiddleston, so at least let's give him a decent first name that's easy to remember. And then when Benedict Cumberbatch was born, his parents were, like, laughing in British. (laughs) (laughs) I say. I say. Let's let's give him the most British name. Cumbersome Clumberstaunch. Clumberstaunch. I I love 
the fact that that scene from the trailer where Spidey was just like, oh, I'm Peter Parker, by the way, like Doctor Strange, and he's like, oh, we're oh, using our face names, our face names now. now. I'm Spider-Man. I feel like uh, Benedict didn't even need to act for that scene because he's just so used to people telling him that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think he's also gotten to the point where everyone just mispronounces his name anyways. That's that's the reason you can say his name any way you want, and everyone <laughs> understands exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, Cumberdick uh, Bennersnatch? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bumblebee <laughs> Thunder Cucumber Smudge. Sandwich. <laughs> Cucumber Sandwich. <laughs> Bumblebee Cucumber Sandwich. That's right. <laughs> Next on the Weeb I Cooking Show. <laughs> I would not like a bumblebee on my cucumber sandwich, please. No, it's no, okay. it's, the stingers it's, are removed. No, the bumblebee is part of the sandwich. Oh. It's a bumblebee cucumber sandwich. I'll pass. <laughs> it's good protein. <laughs> no, it's not. There's one bee on there. <laughs> that is not good protein. I mean, you can If you find the bee, you'll win. <laughs> <gasps> what did I win? I got it. I got it. What did I win? More bees! More <laughs> bees? <laughs> I'm really excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, we need more insect-based superheroes. Yeah. Like the Tick. I also uh, want to point out the fact that Western comics are created by a multitude of people basically trying to thread together all of their ideas into one coherent timeline which is also how the films have been done so compared to anime where it's usually created by one person yeah which does make an absolute difference in terms of character arcs and growth and things such as uh you know hank pym beating his wife probably would not have happened if the comics were written by one person just saying well, yeah. That was also that, that was also due to like an artist mistake, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was it was a a lot of mistakes. It was well, art for one, the artist, um translation. Bas- basically every it, it's it's like that game telephone where you whisper in one person's ear and then you're supposed to whisper that in the next person's ear and by the end it's a complete jumbled mess. If if anyone's wondering the uh, the panel where Hank Pym slaps his wife, she was supposed to be hitting him to get him to knock him out of his crazy state, but the artist read it wrong or something. Yeah, yes. drew it the other way around. Also, some people believe that the interpretation wasn't necessarily that he was like hitting her, but that she was trying to like again snap him out, and then he just kind of like threw her off of him. And the artist just drew it so dramatically that it looked like he punched her in the face. Yeah. You know, unlike Mr. Fantastic, who actually legitimately beat his wife and children in the comics. Yeah, Reed Richards is a dick. Yeah. He is a dick. <laughs> so, and again, that probably wouldn't have happened if Fantastic Four had been written consistently by one writer instead of a span of multiple writers. Indeed. So, I do feel like a lot of things do get lost in comic books that either don't well, make sense or... That's why they reboot the timeline so many times. Marvel doesn't do it as much as DC. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, DC reboots the timeline whenever something bad happens. Like, what? Green Lantern is now weak to paper cuts. We gotta reboot uh, that. Flash, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Marvel doesn't so much reboot them. Every now and again, we get introduced into a different parallel universe in Marvel. Yeah, like the ultimate But Marvel. the main timeline of Marvel is pretty consistent. We did get one major reboot with the Infinity Gauntlet because of Adam Warlock and all that shit, but... Uh, and then I think the MCU is supposed to be an alternate universe as well. So I think that I've heard sense. people argue that where people are like, no, the MCU is supposed to be the main timeline from the comics that we're familiar with. And other people are like, no, it's actually an alternate timeline. It makes more sense that way. But I think it makes more sense that way. It's a film. Like, I don't care. Just, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But if it had to be discussed, I think it's, it would make more sense that yeah. way. <laughs> it's one really long film. Everything from the first movie in the series to now Infinity Wars. It's all just one film. We need to just cut out. We just know that death doesn't exist in comic books anymore. Yeah. So. Like, I, here's the thing. As much as I love Peter Parker, I think he should have stayed dead. Uh, I don't think he should have been killed in the first place. I think his death was a way to gauge just shock reaction as opposed yeah, to a I, genuine moment of character. I guess, but if you're going to kill him, like, commit. Yeah. I know the whole Doc well, Ock being you, him for a while thing was kind of weird. And well, just if, if back. you want to go with that, you, you have to point out Superman. Because the death and yeah. rebirth of Superman was the original telling of superheroes not being able to die. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't mind Spider-Man coming back just because I really think that they were just trying to retcon the whole him dying thing. Because the whole dying thing... Just, it was stupid. Again, it was just for shock value. And basically everybody decided they hated it, so the writers were like, we're just gonna retcon this. Oops, we didn't mean it. Yeah, basically. My, my favorite superhero death is when was Jason Todd, where they actually had people, like, vote on his death. Yeah. And it was a landslide. Everyone wanted him to die. And then when he did die, everybody freaked out about it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's because he died. <laughs> like, you... Oh, you you people literally wanted this. Every fandom ever, like <laughs> like like the like the the people in charge of these fandoms can come out and ask the fandom, be like, "Hey, what do you want to happen with this character?" And they'll be like, "Oh, he should he should lose a limb. He should this should happen." And then they'll be like, "Okay, well, we're gonna cater to you because that's you know we're we're trying to be inclusive with the fandom, and they'll do exactly what the fandom wanted." And then the fans will lose their shit. They'll be like, oh my god, how could you have done that? This is exactly what I asked for, but you didn't do it the way I wanted you to do it. Can it's we like... talk about the irony? Because we're talking about the difference between Western culture and Eastern culture. The ultimate irony that the Western comics, which are more idealized, more like fantasy-based, are run by corporations that are basically just trying to appeal to the everyman. And then the Eastern superhero stories are run by one person who is an idealist, who is a dreamer, and their stories about corporations <laughs> and <laughs> corruption. A little, little backwards there. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying Disney's corrupt. Not at all. Because I actually really like what they've done with you, Marvel. You can't say anything about Disney anyways. Yeah. Well, you, you can't say anything bad even, about it's Disney. It's not even just that you can't say anything. I actually genuinely like Disney. I do too. So I, I like the... I like Western superhero shows that parody Western superhero shows. Like The Tick. Yeah. Or, uh... 
Eastern superhero shows that parody Western and Eastern superhero shows like One Punch Man. <laughs> One Punch! Yes. One Punch is not just a parody of superheroes and also dives again into that idea that superheroing is just a business and that you have to work your way up the corporate ladder, otherwise you don't earn any money. Like how uh, Saitama is like one of the most powerful ever, but he has to start from the bottom. Exactly. And... He, again, he represents very much the uh, Western superhero, this idealized that he can be a normal guy who just eats eggs over rice in the day, and then he destroys giant monsters and saves the world in his spare time, and he does it without, you know, batting an eye, and he doesn't, he can be two separate people and still have real issues and all that stuff, but... Just do some strength training, you'll get there. But then he's hit with this eastern reality that if you want to make money and if you want to be taken seriously you have to work your way up the chain you have to be a corporate tool and that being means, a corporate tool is the worst and that means starting from the bottom <laughs> captain and... hammer corporate tool <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't think you would ever see something like that in an eastern even in a parody i don't think you'd ever see a superhero that has to use their superpowers to make money off a sponsorship. The closest we ever got was Peter Parker taking selfies for money. Uh, you there, know, like there was the uh, the character Captain Amazing in Mystery Men, where he actually had sponsorship patches all over his costume. Really? Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, I didn't think I'd see it, but apparently, yeah. yeah. So I mean. I don't know, maybe DC and Marvel could take a little bit of lessons, because I feel like DC and Marvel, as far as comic books go, we're just seeing the same stuff over and over again. Like, Marvel's kind of stuck in this rut where they're just like, we don't have any ideas, so we're just going to change people's genders and skin colors until people like us again. They're, they're kind of playing a gender race shuffle until people are approving of them, and it's like, you don't have to do this. Like, yeah. I like some of the characters that they come up with. I really like the new Miss Marvel. I think she's a fantastic character. I think sometimes they hit the whole teenage girl thing on the nose a little bit too hard. But they did the same yeah. thing with Peter Parker, so I'm not upset and, about that. And and then you have DC, who's over there like, well, guys, we're, we're losing popularity. You know what'll fix that? Another reboot. Another re yeah, we're Let's just start over. We're all we're just throwing Harley Quinn into everything now. <laughs> Harley Quinn is our poster child. Forget Superman. Forget Superman, Batman. Remember him? Bitch. Get him out of here. <laughs> we now have a super Harley. Alright? She <laughs> she's is, Superman now. It, it is actually a clone of Harley Quinn, but she's from Krypton. It's a clone of Harley Quinn, but she was infused with the DNA of Superman, so she has all of Superman's powers and none of his weaknesses. Yeah, she's not she's not weak to kryptonite. However, she is weak to abusive men. So that hasn't changed. <laughs> so, I mean, and I get it. I love the idea that DC and Marvel are trying to come up with new things. And like I said, there's certain ideas that they've done that have stuck that I actually do like. I know everybody gave crap about, you know, female Thor. If you actually look into the whole story yeah. of that, though, because I they're loved not, it. They're technically not changing Thor's gender because it's a different per person taking up the mantle. Well, that's how they all are. They're not just 
you know, it's oh. not just like they're not going through yeah. sex changes or anything or race right, changes. But, but so they're... many people just seem to assume that for some but reason. But actually, it is. See, that's that's what they need to do with their next one. Their next one, they need to be like, oh well, Spider. Someone went back in time and they they made it so Peter Parker you know, wasn't born on that same day. He was born the next day. And because <laughs> of that, he was all of a sudden a woman. Because that's, cause that's how, you know... Okay, he, he wasn't conceived. He wasn't conceived that day. He was conceived the next day. Introducing Patricia Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they kind of did that with Spider-Man. We're in an alternate universe. Gwen Stacy was bit yeah. by the spider instead of Peter. But again, but... it's not Peter Parker... Yeah. It's... Well, and the same thing with female Thor. Uh, she's it's actually revealed that she is, uh, what's her name? His love interest from the uh, MCU. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually Jane Foster, and a lot of people were like, "What? Jane Foster's Thor now? That's absolute bullcrap." Marvel's pulling this out of their butts. But if you actually read some of the older Thor comics, yes, Thor has had comics for a long time. He existed before Chris Hemsworth. But what? <laughs> what? I don't believe that. <laughs> but. Jane Foster actually had a huge role. So originally, uh, Thor's secret identity was that he was this super smart doctor living on Earth. And they even made an Easter egg to that in the MCU. Uh, Jane Foster was his assistant, and the two of them fell in love. She eventually found out that he was actually an alien from Asgard. And and she just wanted to jump his bones even more. <laughs> Who wouldn't? But uh, <laughs> apparently Odin wasn't particularly happy with his son falling in love with a girl from Earth. So he wanted to test her. And so he made her basically go through the same trial that Valkyries go through in order to become, like, warriors for Asgard. And she almost passed. Like, she made it all the way to the end, and then she was defeated at the last minute. Uh, Odin showed that he respected her because of how far that she made it, but she did, in fact, lose the challenge. So she was sent back to Earth with all of her memories erased, and Thor was basically just told that Jane Foster had decided to leave him. Like, he wasn't even told the whole story. So, Thor went and Odin's found... a dick. Yeah. yeah. So, Jane ended up pursuing her science career independently. She completely forgot Thor even existed. And Thor went and did his own superhero thing independently as well. So, I mean, they have crossed paths a few times in the comics. <laughs> but at some point, I guess Jane Foster got breast cancer. And she was actually dying. And so then when Thor was no longer able to wield Mjolnir because he had lost the ability to be worthy, Odin basically brought her to the moon where the hammer was sitting and was like, I, you know, I remember you. You were this amazing warrior who almost became a Valkyrie. I want to know if you are worthy to wield the hammer. And she does. And she becomes Thor. And while she's Thor her breast cancer doesn't affect her. However, she is still slowly dying because Jane Foster still has the cancer. So it's kind of complicated, but it actually stems from the original comic books. So I don't understand why people are acting like this just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I promise you most of those people complaining haven't read the original comic books. Yeah. So I just, and I haven't read very many of them because I mean, they're kind of a snore, but <laughs> Yeah. And again, this is the issue with Western comics is that they're written by so many different people over a span of so much time that when new things do happen and people come up with new ideas, everybody's like, this is just crap. But if people knew the original comics, they would know that Thanos only wanted to collect the six Infinity Stones because he was trying to get laid. I mean, you can blame him. <laughs> he was trying to bone Lady Death. 
And then later in the Marvel comics, they decided to make a gag out of it since Lady Death was into Deadpool that Thanos was actually the cause of why Deadpool can't die. So <laughs> Oh, that, that Lady Death, not the other Lady Death. I'm thinking Lady Death from Dark Horse Comics. Oh, no, Lady Death from Marvel Comics. That's why I was so confused for the while. I'm going, how? I say Lady Death because that makes more sense for the audience who hasn't read the comics as opposed to me just saying death. It's like, Thanos is really into death. Thanos wants to have sex with death. People are like, Uh, what? (laughs) Don't don't we all? Have you seen her? Yeah, yeah, seriously, uh, no. But seriously, Death is super into Deadpool, and Thanos gets jealous by that, so he basically makes it so Deadpool can't die, so Death and Deadpool can never be together. It's true. Yeah, so there's a lot, and that was a new thing. That wasn't even Deadpool's original origin, that was a retcon origin. It was just because the writers thought it would be funny to add that, because they're like, how hilarious would it be if Thanos was behind this? That little cheeky bastard. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, Thanos, you're at it again. <laughs> so so to bring this back to anime, <laughs> um, we were on the topic of comics. There's, there's a few comics that have been adapted into anime. Um, Witchblade is one. Yep. I don't know about you. Would would you consider her like a superhero? Oh, absolutely. I haven't okay. seen it. You haven't seen much, but no. I it it was on Netflix for the longest time. That's where I saw it. <clears throat> I haven't seen the anime, but I do know which blade. And I absolutely do. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I did see the X-Men and Wolverine animes and the pacing and the tone felt way different than like normal us western superhero movies yeah yeah and and i think that's part of the thing with anime the the pacing and tone is is so much different than our typical western anime or western superhero shows yeah i think the wolverine anime was really good though yeah i liked it uh if i had to choose any western comic to get an anime adaptation and i would rather this have an anime adaptation than a live action adaptation, it would be Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight would be amazing. Moon Knight would be way better as an anime than as a film or television series. Admit it. I I will fully admit that. I mean, I would love to see a a TV series, but I I can agree. That would make a great anime. I'm going to be honest, Moon Knight's costume was cool in a comic book, but it would be hard to make that live action and not look silly. Yeah, I mean, I guess see, they could pull off like kind of a reverse Black Panther thing with it, but see, see, one of the the newer editions of the Moon Knight comics was actually pretty cool. Um, the way they colored it is basically the the guy doing the coloring pretty much did everything but Moon Knight. He left Moon Knight uncolored, so he was just white. So, so that was an interesting, you know, way that he did that. Instead of actually coloring him white along with everything else, he just oh, here's the didn't funny bother. Thing. You can't color white. <laughs> yeah, you get the white crayon and you just screw it. Well, no, but I mean, like, you, you color everything and then through, you know, the, the magic of, you know, coloring whatever on on the computer you then have to edit it to change something back to its original white color yeah whereas he he just avoided doing that but isn't moon knight from like the original inking days 
It's a good question. He's an older hero. He's not yeah. as old as like your your classics like Spider Man and stuff. But... Yeah, I mean, I know he's not that old, but I mean, he but, was. Yeah, I'm pretty wasn't sure he's... he kind of a ripoff of Batman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Moon Knight uh... is still older than digital. Art. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like Moon Knight is you know Batman but crazy. That's fine. Uh, Aquaman was a ripoff of Namor, so it's yeah. true. <laughs> and no one freaking remembers Namor. Yeah. Well, he's getting his own film. Really? Yeah. The Submariner is getting his own film. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, I wonder if they're going to have the little wings on his ankles and everything. God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, I, I, want that, I want them to keep his costume exactly the same. same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't get that with Vulture, so... Yeah. Vulture got a modern up take. Okay, I want to see Michael Keaton in the original Vulture costume. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, absolutely, Moon Knight would be a fantastic anime because he's like Batman, but crazy. Yeah, and Marvel. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I think Punisher would have been cool for an anime as well, but that one also I think works better as a live action. Like it'd be cool. Yeah. But I think the live action can do things that you can't really do with an anime because I think watching an anime about just gun shooting all the time would just it would drain after a while. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, speaking of Lady Death, there was a Lady Death, I believe, anime movie. That would make sense. Yeah. We're also getting... I never uh, saw it, or I, I saw part of it, but... We're also getting Batman Ninja. Yes, Batman oh, Ninja. Oh, yeah, that does look yeah. cool. Yeah. So, which looks interesting. You know, you know, I've seen, I've seen some of it, and it's kind of funny because there's some images of it you see and yeah batman is your total typical ninja outfit and everything like he's clearly a ninja but then in other scenes he's got like samurai armor yeah you want to know what i really love about what dc's doing with all these animated batman films they've realized that batman is their money cow and they're going back to like the 60s where he could just do whatever he wants because he's batman <laughs> he could he could do disco if he wants to he could he can go surfing he with swimming well, trunks to, now, over his now, costume. Now, to be fair, he has the money for those disco dancing lessons. He has a carousel reversal spray. Naturally. Everyone, ev repellents. everyone should have carousel <laughs> reversal spray. As I'm, I mean, like, I love the idea that Batman could just do all these ridiculous things that feel abnormal because nobody's gonna, like, say, I don't want to watch a Batman movie, you know, like... We had, uh, what was it, like, the recent animated Batman movie where it was just, like, uh, he was in Victorian age. Oh, oh that yeah. one, yes. Gotham yeah. by Gaslight or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, this would be ridiculous if Marvel ever tried to do this. If they ever tried to, which they have. Well, I mean, you, they've, there was they've entire... done it. They've done, like, Spider-Man Noir. Well, yeah, there was also uh, an entire comic series about Spider-Man in a parallel universe where everybody speaks like they're in a Shakespearean play. Well, okay, but okay, that's, okay. that's just weird. <laughs> okay, but they have an entire series of the Spider-Verse where Spider-Man <laughs> travels through different universes yeah, to meet different Spider-Men. Okay. Yeah, Shakespeare Spidey is brutally murdered and it was a travesty, all right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I like... Like, Thou art slain, Spider-Man. No, the guy that killed him was jumping through parallel universes, and he's just like, this one's the weirdest one, and he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, no, see, I didn't know that. You can you can pull that off 
if you have it as a gag like that. The funny thing is, like, he meets some other versions of himself, and they make a joke about the uh, Sony Spider-Man films. They're like, oh, yeah, I went to one universe, oh, and yeah, the Peter that. Parker was, he looked like the guy from Seabiscuit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I went to this other universe, and the Peter Parker there was like a skater punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. As a whole, I like the idea of the Spideyverse, though. Yeah, uh, Sony's making an animated film yeah, about the, the Spideyverse, looks which looks fantastic. And I know it's technically not an anime, but you know what? It's good enough for me. I mean, in the Japanese language, they would call it an anime. An anime. Yes. I mean, so, very which, technically. Which brings up, us up to a future episode. We don't have scheduled yet, but we, is, we will eventually. What is an anime? What is a mango? It's what a, is a mango? It's you're a cartoon. A uh, you're a mango. <laughs> I want to be a banana. Well, keep dreaming. Make way for grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> go, banana, go. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing that I really like about superheroes in anime is because you can see the Western influence on it. I mean, again, I really wish Marvel and DC would pay more attention to these things because these really are stories that aren't just showing us what issues mass vigilantes have to deal with, but also just issues that these people have to deal with. Like, you know, Saitama, his eggs getting ruined when he was fighting crime, so he has to make the best of it. And or even missing that sale on meat because he had to fight crime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would suck though. Like, I know it was a joke in the show, but can you imagine that really happening? Right. That would suck. For real. Even things like uh, Uraraka wanting to become a superhero because her family's construction business is going under. Or, again, like having to fill this obligation that because you have the same quirks as your other family members that you have to be the same kind of hero as them. And I think... That makes me wonder, like, we, we've brought up sustaining yourselves, but we, and we see, we see Deku's mom, but we never see her working. Yeah. Like, with her quirk, I don't know, it's probably... So, so, so it does, it does make me to believe that the dad's in the pit picture somewhere like he's he's bringing home the bacon but maybe he's just a workaholic i don't think he's in the picture is the thing i think she probably has some kind of part-time job because i think it's 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 heavily implied that she basically makes a lot of the like toys and clothes and stuff that deku has like they've clearly grown up on a budget he might be sending, like, child support, like, they might be divorced, but right. I don't think that he's in the picture. Also yeah, it just, it just seems like she has, like, a lot of free time, like, you know, she she's not at work when the sports festival is going on, you know, doesn't like, mean the, she doesn't have the entire a job. time she was watching it. Doesn't mean they, she doesn't have a job, I mean, we don't really get too much into, like, parents' personal work lives in a lot of other series. I don't see why this one would be much uh, different. Parents are unimportant. Yeah. I, and at least she's not dead. That's true. <laughs> right? She's been a good mother. I mean, I love, you know, you made a status one time about how Deku is the best anime mom. I'm like, okay, but there's only like five of those total. So, I mean, it's a low bar to reach. They, they showed Bakugo's mom once, did, didn't they? No, not in the no. anime. 
No. Okay. Maybe in the manga. They showed Todoroki's mom. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like I've seen art of a character that's supposed to be Bakugo's mom. I'm like, I don't remember. No, seeing no, her. that's just gender bent Bakugo. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Bakugo in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his mom. That's just three Bakugos in a trench coat. <laughs> Has anime ever done that? Have, have they gotten, like, three kids in a trench coat to try and, you know, pass as an adult? Probably. <laughs> Statistically, it, it, it would have had to have happened once, right? I, I would think so. Maybe. I don't, it sounds like something that happened like, a Ghibli film. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Fair. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. What else do you guys want to talk about about superheroes? Because... It's... Who's your favorite superhero? Your mom. Oh, that's a big My mom question. is pretty super. <laughs> she's not an anime mom, so she's still around. That's right. I uh, I don't know. I like Spider-Man. I like, Who's your favorite oh. anime superhero? Your mom. Oh, shit. That means she'll die. <gasps> <laughs> but she doesn't have the the dead mother hair. Yeah. Also, that means that you're not the main character. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, was, I, I, I pretty much expected as much. I don't think any of us are main characters. I'm oh, like, you shut your mouth. I'm a main character. I'm, I'm like an NPC at best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the comic relief. Tyler's sure. the one that gets shipped with me. <laughs> Fair. He's the plucky friend. When have I ever been plucky? I don't even know what plucky means. <laughs> <laughs> Google that shit. I'm gonna Google that shit. Um... Huh. That's right. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> now we've now we've confused him. All right, here we go. Plucky, having or showing determined courage in the face of difficulty. You just kind of take a nap. That's true. Naps do sound good. I you whenever I get stuck in high places, you help me down. I'm, I I guess. <laughs> I never thought that that's what plucky meant. I thought plucky was just like energetic. No, like, like uh, happy. no, just like I don't know, kind of people that just do things because they want to do things. Right? Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. I, I I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, that's kind of hard to explain. I wasn't expecting that definition that we got though. <laughs> but like, I would, I would. If, when I think plucky, I think, like, your cat. Like, cats are plucky. Like, cats <laughs> just... Cats just cat. They don't... They don't have masters. They, they, they don't have... They're just cats. They're cats, yeah. That's all that is to it. So, I mean, yeah. Um, God, how many superhero anime are there, is, I think is the question. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more than what we're listing. I can I'm, only I'm, think of I'm four. sure there's a lot, because, like you said, I... I didn't really think about it until I mentioned, you know, Witchblade. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think that could be considered a superhero movie. Or a superhero anime. Yeah. And, I mean, we have a ton of Marvel ones, which I haven't watched. Well, uh, I, I think part of it is because we have kind of this preconceived notion uh, in our minds of what a superhero is. Yeah. Because of our Western culture, so... Well, I mean, like, could you consider, like, Devilman to be a superhero? Um, you know, he really does... He starts out 
Yeah. Very superhero-ish. And he's got that Monster of the Week thing. He has his own arch villains, you know. I I think you could count it if you look at if he brought in the genre wide enough, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're looking at the old Devil Man. And everybody's like, oh, but you know, it's a bit more mature than and I was like, I don't know, Punisher was pretty mature. Yeah, you see some yeah. blood and guts flying everywhere in Punisher. Yeah. And yeah, what? but you see a vagina bite a man in half in Devil Man. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, Semantics. that could happen to Punisher. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, like I said, I I think there's there's a lot more that we that 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 we can think of because mm-hmm. we just we have this notion of what we believe a superhero is. Yeah, maybe uh, Crunchyroll should just get some of the older superhero anime. Because I know there's a few that are from, like, the 90s and maybe even earlier than that. And I would like to watch them. I'd like to see how the genre has grown, to be honest. Because I really do like seeing how much, you know, it's been influenced by our Western culture and Disney basically taking over the world and the galaxy at this point. You know? One company at a time. You know, and... Let's be honest, Marvel really gave them that strong foothold. Oh, yeah. Disney was doing fine before that with their animated stuff, but they hadn't really tapped into, like, the power of live-action films until they got their hands on superheroes. And let's be honest, like, uh, before the MCU, superhero films were kind of in that awkward place where anime films are right now, where it's it was never good enough, it was awkward there would maybe be like something like you know the original batman films that people would really cling on to and claim are classics or the toby Maguire spider-mans that exceeded expectations but the rest of them would be things like you know the two different punisher movies that never really took off and or the all the blade movies the, that the, just feel so stereotypically 90s or or the 80s Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> guys, remember the 90s Captain America movie? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I still have nightmares. <laughs> just things things like Daredevil and Elektra that were just so critically bad. Yeah. You know, things that just Rotten Tomatoes really loves to remind people are really bad movies and that you shouldn't be watching them. Everyone knows the best Batman movie was Batman and Robin. <laughs> you, that you, was so, you can get your bat nipples out of my house <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i think that's a you know where we're kind of sitting with anime films right now we do have the batman and robin quality anime films we have ones that get big budgets and don't do successful just like blade i believe it or not blade actually was a high budget film for its time yeah I thought we, the first one was okay. We have quirky ones that people just don't even remember because they were just so ridiculous they were bad, like Howard the Duck. Oh, God. <laughs> people don't <laughs> remember like that that it's is... It's about the, the reaction you expect whenever anyone mentions Howard the Jeez. Duck. <laughs> you have ones that some people don't even realize were superhero films, uh, like Punisher, which you could attribute to things like... Uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but that film where the guy keeps repeating the same, like, moments over and over again until he figures out a way to not die or something. I forget what it's called. It's called... Anyway. Groundhog Day? No. 
that's what it sounds like. It was a, Bill Murray, a superhero. Sounds, sounds, no, like, sounds like ReZero to me. No, it was a pretty recent film, but it was based off of an old manga. No, I, I know which one you're talking about. The one where he like keeps getting sent to war or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that and it had who was it? Tom Cruise or something? Oh like, yeah. yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that one. That one okay. was based off of a Japanese manga, so it still technically counts as an anime film. Now, now there's there's another thing. Uh, Big Hero Six based off a Japanese manga. Yep. So so you know it's it goes okay. both ways. It's anime. not just Big Hero Six is the ultimate medium between anime superheroes and American superheroes. Woo! Because of uh, San Fran Tokyo. San yeah San, San Fran Tokyo. <laughs> I used to have the the hat, the San Fran to- San Fran Tokyo ninjas hat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's something that Marvel should be paying more attention to. Is Big Hero Six was insanely a great blend of the two ideas. Oh yeah, I think we should all stop paying attention to Tom Cruise. <laughs> You're still paying attention to Tom Cruise. That's cute. He likes. He likes. I'm not the one that brought his movie up. He he <laughs> likes the way his butt looks in tight pants. <laughs> I like the way any butt looks in tight pants. <laughs> well, that's fair, I guess. Oh, we are getting messages up the wazoo. I know. Uh, it happens. Yeah, so... But my mom hasn't called in uh, this <laughs> podcast yet. I think she's upstairs. That hasn't stopped her before. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> in case any listeners uh, are not wondering or like are confused about that, my mom has the habit of calling me during every episode. It's true. Or nearly every episode. I think we've gotten one without her calling. Right. So, I don't know. I think, I love the fact that anime is paying attention to what Hollywood's doing. Because I think it's it's a great idea. It's showing that these superhero films are having a bigger impact than just Disney's wallet. And just Americans. It's having an impact on media across the world. And yeah. The Japanese aren't just taking it and mimicking it, they're making it their own. And I think America needs to do the same with anime. We need to get anime adaptations, or live-action adaptations of anime that aren't just trying to copy-paste everything, but are very, very much our own things. And I think we've tried. I think we tried with, you know, Death Note, which was a mistake. Yeah, Uh, yeah big mistake yeah but i would rather see them do that and fail than try to recreate something and miss the point i i want them to try and do that with uh evangelion just to see what it would turn out like it would probably be mm-hmm. the most awful thing but i'm super they, curious they, they, they tried pac- that it's, it's called, called pacific, pacific rim, rim. <laughs> <laughs> yes high five <laughs> It's different. You're different. I mean, yeah, thanks for reminding me. (laughs) You know he's sensitive about that issue. He is not. He's never been sensitive about any issue. I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have issues. (laughs) You have comic books. (laughs) I have, I have my animes. So, uh. Yeah, so for those of you who are into the superheroes, I hope you guys enjoyed us rambling about things that we 
pretend like we know about, uh, we will definitely be a free comic book day tomorrow. So. Yes. I say definitely, and then we probably won't be. But <laughs> we'll hopefully be I, at free comic we'll, we'll book day. I forgot about it until you guys brought it up. Yep. First Saturday of May. Always. Every May. Every May. I might go to it. Once a year. That's. I think that's why Marvel really tries to hit like their Avengers weekend is usually the first Around May. weekend of May. Yeah. Because they're they're trying to... They, they know the nerds are out in force. Yep. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> don't stop. Keep poking him with your pixie sticks. <laughs> oh. Had a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to be my job. I'm trying to get it I'm... easier. <laughs> Please don't. So yeah, I think we've gone off track and I think our brains are melting, so we're probably going to wrap up the episode. Uh, let's talk about what we've been watching this spring season and uh, if we've been keeping up on things or if we're dropping anything. Well, why don't we just do that uh, next episode? Well, this next I, episode will be our be, entire have, spring season. Then they have to wait a week. Let's do it fast. Well, so they don't have to wait a week. Uh, okay, I, I think we can we can mention like one. Yeah, Since we've so. only been watching um, Megalobox recently. Yeah, Megalobox. Your next episode could be about sports anime. We did, did a sports anime. We did a sports oh. anime. Listen to our show, Casey. Do a part two. We, we yeah, there's there's nothing stopping us from doing more than one. Listen to our show, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Megalobox is uh, definitely recommend. Uh, I. I've been keeping up with, of course, Darling and the Franks, which Tyler and I are both. It's our, it's our it's, thing. It's one of our shows. Despite we kind of just watch it together. The fandom. Yeah, the fandom's terrible. I bet. I haven't even looked at the fandom. Oh, how could you avoid it last week? They were going nuts. Oh yeah. Oh, I've only seen like a couple episodes of it, so I haven't. Really but I mean, seen the fandom much. was just everywhere. Yeah, the fan. I oh. still see people going on about how much they hate Ichigo, which is stupid. Cause she did. God, I know. Hashtag like, Ichigo like did it, nothing it got, wrong. It got to the point where in in one of our in our local cons anime bonsai mm-hmm. you know their facebook page someone made a post and and they were you know i can't remember what it was all about but yeah they're like not like that bitchy go yeah and and i'm like okay oh, it's one, a family friendly that's page. that's rude for one for two this is a family friendly page she also took a selfie of her nude wearing a zero two wig yeah. And you could, uh, like, even though you couldn't see anything, you could tell she was nude in the photo. And it's like, I get that's supposed to be in character, but this is, like, a family page. Like, but she posted that to the bonsai page? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, and then, yeah, oh. with the hashtag, uh, bitchy go. And it's like, okay, but there are people who really like the characters, so you need to stop. Right? <laughs> read, read, the, read your audience. Yeah. And it's like, I, it makes me really just hate Zero Two fans. Like, absolutely. Even though I love Zero Two as a character, I really hate her fans. Uh, yeah. Honestly, these days, it's super rare to find a fandom that isn't complete garbage. Yeah. For reals. Uh, the other series, of course, I'm keeping up on... I am got a little bit excited today. Uh, the Persona 5 animation. The It's been a rough week, few weeks with this animation because I think A1 has lost their minds and is trying too hard to make the anime feel like the video game, and it's like, just stop trying to make it feel like the video game, because you clearly don't know how to animate those scenes. It is its own thing. Yeah, just make it its own thing. That's what it should be. And so this latest episode, you can see that they've definitely 
noticed people complaining about this and have definitely tried to steer it in the direction where it is its own thing. And we got a decent OP! I'm so happy the OP is so fantastic now. So, uh, I'm hoping Persona 5 the animation, this is the turning point where the series is just going to start to impress me, but I still think you should play the game instead of watching the anime, because the game is like eating a delicate steak and lobster dinner and being treated with In-N-Out and Five Guys immediately afterwards, and you never get full. It's not a good, that's that, not a good that would metaphor be the... for me. I like cheeseburgers more than steak and lobster. <laughs> that... Well, that's what I mean. Like, you're just treated to the fancy that... shit, and then you go get the burgers, and you never get full. That would be the worst curse ever, I think. Never yeah. getting full. Like, you would be eating You are constantly. always satisfied, but you're never full. How about that? Okay, I can agree with that. That's not as bad. Because to me, that's how the game was. Even if some people hate the game, I love the game. Uh, and actually, I don't know anybody that hates the game. I just know people that have their issues with it, which is fine. Nothing's perfect. But um, the anime kind of feels like dollar menu. Like, I'll that's still fair. eat it, but it's yeah. not my lobster dinner, so... Yeah. Y'all are making me hungry. So, <laughs> so, so for me... Um, I guess my pick for this season would probably be Hina Matsuri. I need to watch that one. It's it's funny. Like I said, I I told you, um, I guess I'll tell everyone listening, it's about a guy who's in the Yakuza, and this psychic girl just drops into his lap. Like, literally drops into his lap. She she hits him in the head. You know, first That's meeting. That's not his lap. Basically. It depends on what head. He, he has he has a very interesting anatomy. Okay, so so she just drops into his lap, and then he has to deal with being being a father figure to her, and also his yakuza life. So it's That's it's, relatable. it's it's a funny comedy. And Casey, I know you recently got a Crunchyroll. Are you watching anything yeah. new? Yeah, um, my pick would be Magical Girl Ori. Oh, yeah. I think we're all watching that. Yeah, <laughs> it's I a think, great one. <laughs> I mean, we've seen, like, parodies of the magical girl genre, but I think this one is doing a really clever job uh, parodying this, it. This one hits it. Yeah. yeah. I could agree to that. Uh, hopefully we'll get our magical girl episode scheduled. Schedule. Oh, yeah we, yeah. we do need to talk to them. Because that would be fun. Uh... So yeah, uh, well, probably following up this episode next week is going to be our, what we're watching spring season, so that was just a small taste of what we're Spring season preview. Yeah. And then we, we're about quarter of the way through Quarter of the way through, yeah. Yeah, so we kind of have a good idea of what we're watching. So. Mm. On that note, I think, uh, we're good? Yeah, I think we're good. Weebs out. Stay fresh. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Copyright! (laughs) Bye.